so fancy. I know. Well, it, uh, <laughs> this is something new that we're trying out, and it's been a fun experience. It's like, oh, and I saw oh, that. that. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> okay. So we are chatting with author Aaron Hahn. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. This is like so cool because like we reach out to like people on like the Twitterverse. I'm like, hey, I wonder if they'll chat with us, and I'm like, yeah, she is. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're all at home right now, so yeah. So um, to kind of kick us off, we're. Um, I've been promoting your book, You'd Be Mine. Look, I have my copy um, with the kiddos. And, <laughs> and um, you have a new book coming out. Do you want to kind of blurb your new book really quick? Sure. Yeah. Um, so my new book is more than maybe. I actually have I have one copy left. So this is what it looks like. And it's like the cutest cover more than, or you'd be mine has the cutest cover but more than maybe has maybe the second cutest cover um so yeah it's also very musically based but it is more of an like alt rock kind of music it takes place a lot in a dive bar in ann arbor and the protagonists are both 18 they're both still in high school but they're at the very last little bit of high school and um they basically are two music nerds who have had a crush on each other for a long time and they end up like ha having these conversations using song lyrics and and sending them back and forth to each other and that's how they communicate and kind of fall in love and um obviously there's more to it i mean the main character luke greenlee is the son of like a 80s punk rocker Mormon, and his brother secretly records him singing one of his songs and his song is actually about the other character Veda but obviously no one knows that and um, his brother releases it on their podcast and it goes viral mm. and so um, basically like his you know like secret love song that he wrote about this girl he has a crush on and you know that he's super shy about just like went viral for the whole world to hear and then of course everyone's wondering what it's about or who it's about and um, and so it's kind of like she wants it to be about her but she doesn't want the attention and he doesn't feel like he can tell her that he's been in love with her all this time anymore because now a zillion people have heard his song so it kind of goes back, back, to, back and forth with that so it's music, but not country music this time. It sounds like it kind of is a, like, to all the boys I loved before, like, just a little bit. And I'm like, I want it, like, so bad. I'm like, I need to read it right now. <laughs> I like rom-com type stuff, which is a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, what is, you know, it does kind of have that vibe to it. And it's, yeah, I, I agree. I think it is. <laughs> um, What's your motivation for like writing these particular types of stories? I love music. 
I write with music. So instead of doing outlines, I do just like playlists. And um, the way that I get ideas is like the songs, I hear a song playing and then I get a scene in my head and then I kind of write towards that scene. Um, so I knew the ending of this book before I wrote the rest of it and I, um, at the very end and it had to do with music. And then, um, so yeah, I just write towards something and always outlines of just songs. I can't do outlines like super organized like some people do. I wish I could. When people bring out their note cards, I'm so jealous, but I I can do playlists. So I that's basically every book that I've written so far has had a really amazing playlist and I just work off of that. Is it ever happened where like a song comes on the radio or on a station and you have to pull over because a great idea starts to like form in your head? Oh yeah. <laughs> or I'll just like this isn't safe, but I'll end up like showing up somewhere and I'm just like, I like blacked out for five minutes because I was listening to this song and I have this scene and yeah, I mean, I probably should pull over, but <laughs> I'm definitely writing it in my head. So yeah, I think that's how, I mean, that's kind of how um, You'd Be Mine came about too. You know, I heard the song Burning House by Cam. I was like cooking dinner and I was like one of those like legit burn dinner moments where just like I heard the song and I was like, this is the song, this is the story. And um, so yeah, that totally happens, but hopefully not when I'm on the road. Um, so how many playlists do you think you've created while writing stories or how many songs would be on a playlist? Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> you, I, mean, I, I think You'd Be Mine has somewhere around like 150 songs on it. Um, but I also have playlists like for the, also, uh, they're on Spotify actually, Taylor. So um, I, I do playlists for each character because I do male and female point of view. So those are the ones I keep probably, I mean, like you could follow me on you. Then that way, because they go back and forth between boy and girl, then I can like hop back into the girl's point of view, hop back into the boy's point of view by just listening to their playlist. Um, but then also I have the playlist for the book. So on Spotify, I have more than maybe's playlist. And I think it has something like 70 songs on it, I think that you can listen to and you can literally listen to it as the book goes so a lot of people I've been seeing so far even though it hasn't come out yet they're telling me that they're going on to Spotify yeah there it is and you can listen to every time that Luke or Veda mentions a song I've put them in there so even if they mention like an artist in case you haven't heard of them before you can easily find a song by them on my playlist um, and then, yeah, like I said, then I have like my private ones that are for the individual characters. So yeah, Spotify and YouTube. I try to put them everywhere I can just so people can find them. Cause I know I like listening to people's playlists all the time. I would totally so. reread the book now that I have the playlist. <laughs> Cause I, I feel like when you read a book, you create your own image in your head. And I'm like, yeah, you songs now. I'm like, I can see like. Even, like, when there's a really great song, like, you know how you walk with a pep in your step sometimes? Like, now I can see, like, how the character moves almost. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can, I mean, I like, um, you know, I write songs for all the books, 
but obviously those are not, they don't have music to them. They haven't been published. I mean, they've been published, but they haven't been produced, I guess is the word. And so um, I can tell you though what they sound like or sound similar to in a playlist. You know, I can say that like, uh, Coattails and You'd Be Mine is very similar to Little Red Wagon by Miranda Lambert. Like, and I put that on the playlist. Like you can kind of get the same feeling from it, even though they're not the same song, obviously, because Miranda Lambert did not write a song for my book. <laughs> um, it kind of gives you an idea of like what Annie was feeling and what she looked like when she's like strutting across the stage, you know, kind of giving Clay the middle finger, you know, it, it shows up then, you know, in that song, I think. Oh, that's I see. My eyes are open now because I'm reading, hearing about the playlist. Um, the fuck come out. Huh? That's like my yeah. favorite geeky thing about writing books is having playlists. Like I think Stephanie Meyer had playlists for Twilight on her website, mm-hmm. and that was you know ages ago. But like back then when I would read her books, I was like, I didn't know you could put a playlist with the books, and I've always wanted to do that. So. Yeah, that's like my one geeky thing is I'm going to put a playlist for every single book that I do. There you go. Um, so you mentioned Spotify and you mentioned YouTube. Like, so other social media, and I know we connected on Twitter. Um, how do you use social media to, like, promote yourself as an author? Um, I mean, there are... There are definitely people who do it better than I do, but, um, and being out in the middle of nowhere does not help, as we were talking about before, but um, I started going and being a part of, like, the Twitter writing community probably four or five years ago, so way before I had, I think as soon as I finished my first book, it didn't work anything like that. But um, it, it brought me into like that online community of authors and agents and readers and bloggers. And um, so now I think that's kind of where I'm most comfortable is on Twitter. Um, and I think that's probably where I'm easy, most easily accessed is on Twitter. Um, I try to do Instagram. I try to put videos up there. I'm not as good at Instagram just because I feel like, why do people want pictures of everything? Why do they want to see this? And so I don't put a lot on there, um, but I'm trying. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, I mean, I don't do a Facebook or anything like that, but, um, and I've seen some authors are doing TikToks. I like to watch them, but I won't do them. I kind of feel like it's like a really solid medium for teens and like, I'm just going to let them have it and not try to be that cool. Cause I, not so I feel like I would use TikTok to like do book themed videos and therefore like <laughs> yeah. destroy the medium because I that removes like I mean I think it's cool but I don't know if the teenagers would think it would be cool but right <laughs> well and you know TikTok has been like such a ray of sunshine during this like horrible time that I just want to like leave it as like these whatever is it 15 seconds of you know know being hilarious like I'm just gonna keep it as that and I'm not gonna ruin it with me (laughs) trying to figure out how to be like that um (laughs) 
That's, I, I like that philosophy. I agree. <laughs> That's mine, too. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like, don't ruin a good thing. Um, you touched on, like, being the yeah. ray of sunshine in this terrible time. Um, a lot of things that students have reached out and have struggled with is how to focus and how to really, like, keep, like, you know, the little engine that could, I think I can do this, I think I can do this. How has um, this whole pandemic affected you as a writer or in general yeah I mean this is an alarm in for something and I found like my list of alarms that I had set you know even just a few months ago of reminders and I don't have any anymore you know it just they um, more than maybe was supposed to come out this week and instead got moved to July. And it was like when that happened, all of my deadlines and my motivation just like was gone because I'd been working towards something for so long. And then all of a sudden they were like, just put it on pause for a few months. And I was like, well, what else am I supposed to do with myself then for two months? I'm so used to being crazy all the time doing these things. And so um, I've slowly, kind of learned to one have grace and just say I'm not going to do it today I'm not going to do all the things that I should be doing it's going to look different um, so that's been one thing is just being you know if if all I accomplish on some days is you know that I got up and maybe went for a walk or did five minutes of writing and then deleting, then that's something. Um, but then also, I, I have used it as motivation because I've seen a lot of people reached out saying, you know, how, how much reading happy-ish kind of rom-coms and and romances or just why in general has made people really happy during this time. And so that's motivation, you know, that I don't know when this is gonna end. So I need to just keep putting out as much material as I can because hopefully it's gonna help, you know. I can't really do much else, can. People need it, but that's all you got, you know, it's, so I, yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to have deadlines or to have a big question mark as your deadline. I can't imagine not having sports and prom and graduations. And I mean, that's just, it's devastating. And so I get where you would just be like, what's the point? But eventually we still need you. We still need writers. We still need students. We still need people going to college. We still, I mean, when this is over, we still have to do things. And hopefully it will look different, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even feel like I gave any good advice. <laughs> I'm I just think, talking through it, I think. Well, and I think, um, like, there's some moments, like, vulnerability especially, like, actually saying, like, hey, like, it's tough out there. And because then you don't have, like, there's not this constant pressure of I have to pretend that everything is okay because it's really not. And... I, I think I struggle with this too like 
as an adult, like, you want to say, like, help me, but you are afraid to ask for help or you're, like, just, you know, it's one of those things, like, you can't focus on something or, you know, it's fine. (laughs) So, but, um... One question that came up was, uh, what are you doing outside of writing book? Well, um, I mean, I have kids, so I've been teaching a little. They're, they're older. They're in uh, fourth and fifth grade, so they are actually, I'm having to learn their work, their math and stuff, and then they're basically teaching me. Um, and then I... we. Some crazy foresight this year. My husband's been asking for chickens for like years. And this year, back in February, I was like, let's just do chickens this year. Let's get some. So we ordered like 15 chickens and they've been the best distraction ever because they're so dumb and funny. And um, we had to like build a chicken coop and you know, all these different things. So. It's been, it's been a very nice distraction to have these stupid animals all over the place. And, um, and they're cute. I mean, they're cute. So that's definitely lighthearted. We get, we'll just like go outside on our porch and like watch our chickens run around the yard. And we're like, this is actually kind of nice. So that would be my recommendation for anyone who can. If you can get a chicken, even just one, they're pretty fun to have around. <laughs> I've seen people have, like, you know, a therapy chicken, you know, just have them. Have them come and live in your house. I'm sure that that's okay. Just run it past your parents' first kiss. <laughs> or not. Yeah. Spice it up. You might know. be able to hide them in your pocket. We did have a student last year at my school who um, had a baby bunny in their pocket. Now, this is elementary, but she brought it and put it in her hoodie and, like, was carrying it around, like, all day just this baby bunny in their pocket and no one knew until it was the bus. So you might be able to hide a baby chicken is what I'm saying. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Those were the questions that were submitted. Um, So feel free to Shelby and Taylor. We can kind of open it up and just chat about really like anything i have a really weird question but i want to kind of like save it towards like the end <laughs> so i have a i have a question about the short story that you're writing with only taylor swift songs as inspiration oh yeah i want to know about that one too. <laughs> <laughs> um well i can't it's it will i have a feeling my gosh, you're recording it too. Um, <laughs> do I need to like turn it off so you, you can will tell be able to read it? <laughs> no, no, just don't like jump on Twitter after this and be like, well, Erin Han said um, it is part of a project that people will know about pretty soon. So, and it does take place like right now, which is kind of what's really kind of fun about it. It's yeah, which I mean, is written in the notebook. So that's like writing words. So yeah, yeah definitely started. <laughs> if you just joined us, we are kind of just chatting really about anything right now. So um, feel free to just 
we're kind of just chatting, <laughs> ask questions. You can ask anything. <laughs> What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? <laughs> oh my god. That is such a hard question. Of all the hard questions I thought I would get today, I didn't think it would be this one. Um, Good job, Shelby. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I think... Okay, this is going to go really old Taylor Swift. And like I said, I really love her, her new stuff. Um, I love, love her. Um, so I think that's a really, and I use it a lot in different books that I'm writing. But um, I still think that my favorite song by her is her first one, 15. I just think that that was like, it's just such a real, real picture of, at least to me, I could relate to it so much when that, when that came out. And um I just love it. So, yeah, 15, I think, is probably her best for me. But I also love, I mean, I don't think that there's a song she has out that I didn't think that was written brilliantly. I mean, say what you want about Taylor Swift. She is a hell of a writer. So, yeah, she writes the best. <laughs> and that's my commercial for Taylor Swift. I feel like I did. Okay. <laughs> Call me Taylor. We can be best friends. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Actually, I'm super curious. Like, what are your guys' favorite Taylor Swift songs? Ooh. Oh, now it's hard when I turn so it around. So I actually have yeah. a very quick and easy one to that. Um, because we played Taylor Swift at our wedding. <laughs> We actually walked back down the aisle to okay. my favorite song. Um, and it's, it's a, yes. Did um, you really? It's Paper Rings, and it's from the album Lover. Ah. Um, and it's just, it's it just like, it feels like my and my husband's relationship. Like, it's just so, like, light and upbeat and just cute. I thought you walked down the aisle. Did you walk down the aisle? To oh, that story? one was played when we were walking into the reception. Oh. <laughs> I just love it even more. You had like a whole theme going. Yes. <laughs> I have fond memories of when Tim McGraw came out. Because oh, yeah. we were all like, who is this? We need to hear more of her. And then um, yeah. anytime like I'm in a mood like I just can't I, I usually driving around is kind of just like therapeutic to me I put on Bad Blood with the Kendrick Lamar remix to it and I'm just yeah. like yeah I just imagine that music video in my head too like I need a I need a squad of all those people <laughs> to support me in whatever I'm doing so yeah yeah Yeah. Um, trying to think. My daughter is nine, but she listened to, like, she's always been in love with Taylor Swift, and I can't think of, oh, the blank, sp mm -hmm. blank space, not the blank space. 
blank space was like the first song that she memorized and she was like four or something and she would sit there and like sing it with such attitude and I was like I don't know if this makes me a terrible mother but she would like the first line she learned was like that one about like I'll be your best mistake or something like that I can't remember now because I have Tim McGraw in my head I'm sorry um it's a good song to have in your head but I remember just thinking like oh my gosh and she would just like sing it at the top of her lungs so yeah I like the attitude ones too (laughs) kiddos do you have a favorite T-Swift song I've always liked Enchanted off Speak Now Mm, yes that is such a good one too that whole album is so good Mm mm-hmm I mean, I like all her albums, so, I mean. (laughs) I cannot have a favorite. Just (laughs) choose one. I'm bad at decision making. (laughs) Yeah. See, I told you, it's a hard question. (laughs) It's one of those, if you just went to your phone and, like, like just said, play Taylor Swift and whatever pops up, you'd be content with. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I kind of want to ask my question now. Ooh, good question. Which one of the characters in the books that I be friends with in real life? Um, gosh, I honestly... I don't think I've written a character who I haven't wanted to be friends with in real life. Um, I've purposely written people who I like, (laughs) who I want to spend time with. Um, Makes sense. (laughs) I would love to be friends with Luke and Veda. I think they're a little bit too cool for me. Um, Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Luke and Veda are almost like I think at one point Meg or or one of their other friends said, like, you guys are on a whole nother level with the way that you talk to each other. Um, I guess I would have loved to be able to hang out with them, but I think I would have been, like, chasing after them. Like, I'm that cool, too, I swear. Um, I think, though, there's Meg is Veda's best friend in More Than Maybe, and I actually, she gets a spinoff in her own book that will come out next year. And um, Meg is probably the one who I'm most similar to in a lot of ways. And so, um, and and probably similar to how she was in this story and then in the next story. So um, probably Meg and I would be best friends, which I think is great because I would love to be Veda's best friend. So if I'm best friend with her best friend, then maybe she would let me hang out with her. I'm curious, though, I do get um, people ask me about for that, that and you'd be mine. And so, like, which character do you think would be the most fun to hang out with and you'd be mine if you've read it? If I'm taking a survey. I wanted to get their names right. <laughs> um, I feel like I would be friends with Annie. 
That's why I keep my books next to me in case I ever get their name wrong. I'm like, what were their? I wanted to know, remember their names. Um. Yeah. I feel like Annie seems like the most likable, easygoing yeah. kind of person. Um. I feel like. I'd want to be friends with Clay, but at the same time, I like as my adult self, I'd be like, "No, you got you got too much going on. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure if I could keep up." See, that's why I think I'd want to hang out with Clay. <laughs> there's just so much all the time. <laughs> yeah, there's times when like Annie's like very um, not predictable, but it's like. Clay's got some more things going on. You're just like, okay, Clay, what's going on, man? And he tells you all these stories, and you're like, all right. <laughs> let's, let's go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also feel like I would love Annie's outfits. <laughs> That's why I like... Andy, can we be friends so I can steal your dress? Like, the dress on the cover, I want it. Like, where, where do they have this? I want it. <laughs> I feel like Clay and Fitz would be fun to hang out with. And But then, like you said, I don't know. I, I'd want to, like, have a sleepover with Annie and, like, make cookies. But then, like, yeah. I tried to find it for my book launch. I could not find that dress. 